Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to cover Tuesday's 13-game uh, DraftKings DFS slate. Um, the NHL played all 16 games on Tuesday, so we're cutting off the 6 o'clock, the uh, 6.30, and the 6.45 games. Apologies to fans of those teams, um, but we still got 13 games on this DFS main slate. Um, but DJ bearing the lead here, um, you haven't been officially replaced. You've been put on notice. We had two uh, awesome guests last week, um, but uh, DJ's back. He should be in the saddle for the next little while. But uh, DJ, how you doing? Uh, how was your trip? It was good. Yeah, I know. Thanks to to both that filled in for me. Uh, did a much better job than I ever could. I listened to some of both. I didn't listen to all of it because I couldn't play DFS um, in either area I was in. So the only real downside to the trip, um, I could bet in Oregon, which I didn't know. I thought I was told I couldn't. And then I got there and everything was basically fair game. Um, Washington state, on the other hand, nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. Yeah. I, all I was told too, when I mentioned it, it was like, yeah, like no sports betting. People are like, Oh, the casinos are unbelievable though. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go <laughs> into a great length on the trip because we don't want to, I'm sure a people probably don't really care and B um, we got a lot of games to get to, but yeah, definitely highly recommend the Pacific Northwest. We only had like one day of rain at all um, on like eight day trip. So pretty lucky there. Um, I mean, it was a little bit of rain, like in the morning sometimes, but like it was fine. I mean, like during the days, it was very sunny. Um, Saw some of the mountains. It was really nice. I I think my suggestion would be if you're going to do the Pacific Northwest is to rent a car like we did, uh, but do more like just don't worry about stay as much and worry more about like going to different areas and places. Cause there's just so much out there. Um, and you can still like hit cities, go to a couple hockey games, maybe like Vancouver is actually really, really close. And like, so you could make like two games out of it, two cities and also do like a ton of nature and like outdoor stuff for um, those that are into that. So very cool. And the beer, fantastic in both cities and the food, fantastic in both cities, really, really nice people too. It was like, the same kind of uh, close to Canada feel that people are just overly polite. And the last note is that they're so polite though, that the driving was like, like people drove almost, it was like nervous racking because they were so polite. Like everyone let everyone in every single, I'm like, all right, this is getting egregious. Like I, I gotta, I gotta just like, I'm not letting every car in. It was actually kind of funny. funny. I mentioned that in an, in an Uber and the guy was like, I moved from like the East and like, it's crazy. People are way too nice. That is why they call it West Coast time. Um, but, but I do need to ask a follow-up question. Have you ever had a beer or item of food that you don't like? Honestly, like I'm I'm pretty much open to try anything. I almost never like seafood. Like I'm oh, finally okay. just admitting it. Like I, I used to try, like if I went to a place and someone's like, you got to get the seafood. I'm like, I got to get the seafood. I'm just going to get it. And now I'm just like, I'm done with it. And like Seattle had so much seafood. Um, we did go to the, the, the bike market and everything a couple of times. It was, you know, it was what it was. They definitely tourist attraction it up. Like they're throwing the fish and, you know, catching it into people's cameras and stuff. It was cool. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I can't do it. All right. Well, uh, I mean, hey, I, I'm I'm learning stuff. Uh, the the Oregon stuff that I learned, I looked it up and like DraftKings backed out. Fanduel's there, I think. But DraftKings Bank backed out to protect their sportsbook license because they're like the only operator or something the other sportsbook sports betting wise so all, all sorts of interesting stuff out in the northwest i've never been um will do so in uh you know the relatively near future i'm sure so uh let's move from there though into these 13 games um dj i know you will be doing a lot of game by game stuff uh, with puck luck so before we get to that and covering sort of what to expect from you tomorrow i'm gonna run through the 13 games just very quick cliff notes on what we know what we don't know um, so leading things off with Carolina at Tampa at seven o'clock, uh, Ahu and Svechnikov both seem very unlikely to play. So I'm not expecting either of them to, obviously with this being the first game of the night, we'll have full information. Um, seven fifteen, New Jersey and Montreal, um, New Jersey should have Nico Heischer, Eric Howla probably, um, I mean, I'm not really sure how it matters, but New Jersey's gone to a pretty uh, normal power play one, which is of certain interest given their matchup with Montreal on a back-to-back, uh, having played Buffalo on Monday night, the only team in action here on Monday night. Um, so keep an eye out for Montreal news. Um, we should get that pre-lock as well. 7.30, Dallas at Pittsburgh. 
Uh, fortunately here, there's not much of interest to uh, note. San Jose at Florida is 745. Um, neither of these teams should be welcoming their injured players back uh, in the near future. Sam Bennett seems to be returning to practice, but I don't think he's in game condition. And same goes for Logan Couture. I think he's a little further away. Colorado at the Islanders at 8 o'clock. Colorado split up Miko Rantanen and McKinnon. Stay tuned for what their official lines were. Um, otherwise, on the Islanders, it's relatively status quo. Uh, we're keeping an eye on Scott Mayfield's status. He's you know kind of useful for Noah Dobson fans like myself. Uh, we'll talk about why, um, but not a huge concern there. Seattle at Detroit at 8.15. Uh, Detroit loves these late starts. Uh, they, they were the team that always started at 7.30, so uh, kind of interesting to see them get the uh, kind of short end of the stick here in the Eastern time zone. Um, but for these two teams, uh, Andre Burakovsky is out for a couple months. They re- obviously had to uh, redo their lines and whatnot, so we'll cover that. And uh, Detroit just never stopped scoring, so just you can pencil in another eight goals for them on Tuesday night. Boston at Chicago. Uh, Taylor Hall out, um, re-aggravated his shoulder. Now he's, they're going to be very careful with him. He's week to week. A lot of new faces and new places for Chicago, you know, uh, some of which we like, some of which we don't like uh, so much. St. Louis and Winnipeg. Pavel Buchnevich probably not returning. By the way, 845 start for, for this one. Oh, boy. Um Pavel Buchnevich does not seem likely to return, so we'll talk about how St. Louis has reacted, um, and we'll cover Winnipeg, since I'm not sure when uh, Velarde got hurt last week, but maybe we've covered it, maybe we haven't since the Velarde injury. Edmonton at Minnesota, 9 o'clock start uh, for the local Minnesotans, 8 o'clock start. Uh, but Connor McDavid, uh, out. Uh, for a couple weeks, one to two weeks, uh, obviously tons will change in Edmonton as a result. Um, and in Minnesota, uh, Matt Boldy and Jared Spurgeon both remain out, um, but Boldy's traveling. So, you know, that it's very, very, very far-fetched to believe he might play, but, you know, he could pull a Taylor Hall and wake up, you know, just, just be on the lookout. The slate sucks in that we have to be at our computers on our phones all day long, just to be sure on things like that. Vancouver and Nashville, um, Cody Glass out, not really sure, um, you know, that that matters too much, but we'll talk a bit about how Nashville's reconfiguring things. Um, the Rangers at Calgary at 945 Eastern, uh, Rasmus Anderson remains out with suspension. Um, the Rangers are pretty clean. Uh, Arizona at LA at 1030. Um not too much here to discuss uh, Jason Zucker to the IR, but, um, you know, that just makes Logan Cooley's line mates a little bit more interesting. Um, and then lastly, Philly at Vegas at 11 o'clock. Um, Alex Petrangelo does seem like he's close to returning. It doesn't seem like Tuesday's the night. So um, with all those cliff notes in mind, uh, DJ, I know you have something special planned for Tuesday. So, so what's your plan personally? And then what's your plan as far as like content wise on Tuesday? Are you muted? Yes, I was muted. And then it wouldn't unmute. <laughs> I started talking. Do you hear me now? Yes. Back in back to normal for DJ here. It took him, took him just a couple minutes to get back to his normal shenanigans. So yeah, I'll just get right into it. Uh, Frozen Frenzy watch party at the Thirsty Three Speakeasy in uh, like Chitawaga and Buffalo. Uh, haven't ever been. Going to go for the first time. I'm, I'm going to sample a beer, you know, give them a go, see if they're any good. Uh, $2 domestic or $2, yeah, $2 bottles, $7 pitchers. I mean, that is crazy. And I remember like I mentioned actually about like how cheap beer could be in Buffalo. And I told someone you get like $3 pitcher, or, I mean, $9 pitchers at bars and they were like their head exploded. Um very expensive out there. This is even cheaper than that. Yeah. So super cheap. Um, insane. I, and you're in Philly. I mean, that like $7 domestic picture of like, I mean, come on, that's insanity. That's, that doesn't give me a, that doesn't give me a, you know, a normal glass. So yeah, that's crazy. I'm, I'm insanely yeah. jealous. Yeah. So very, very cheap. Going to be watching um, a ton of the games and we're going to have, you know, um, like uh, bets on the, the screen. We're going to try to like cash them live and, and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to be working on props. We have some data now to kind of actually support a bit more than what we had before, which was like kind of going off last year and going off of new role changes. So I'm feeling even better. Um, had a lot of really close calls lately. So hopefully 
be really great on this massive slate to just hit the absolute perfect slip instead of watching Pavel Zaka uh, play like absolute garbage like he did on Sunday. We've had some we've had some nice little hits. Just not, I want I want the I want the three grand you know smack. You know what I'm saying, Matt? Um. Yeah. I mean, you you play those stupid peppers and see how far they get you. That that's all I'll say. Close, but not the quite. I think they're very stupid and no um, one's proven me wrong because uh, no one's actually doing the math yeah, behind them but i, I mean, like it. yeah it's it's probably mainly Stop. bad we're moving like, on we're moving okay. on <laughs> moving on okay um so anyway yeah uh, make sure you follow dj uh, at dj underscore mitchell 94 uh tons of stuff uh or also follow puck luck as well on twitter um but Lots of stuff coming from DJ, so uh, we'll be covering the DFS side of things. Both 13 games, there's certainly certainly going to be some good bets along the way, too, if that's the sort of thing that interests you. Uh, final, final note before we get started. Um, do note that there's a triple header on ESPN. Um, however, there's going to be sort of like red zone coverage at starting at 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Uh, from 7 to 8 on ESPN+. Plus. I'm not sure if Canada's like syndicating that at all. Uh, but really, really cool, really intrigued to see how red zone coverage type, uh, uh, you know, how that goes in the NHL, covering power plays and late game situations and whatnot. So um, I will be glued to my computer all night long in in excitement. So uh, starting off with the seven o'clock game here, uh, Carolina at Tampa. DJ, any initial thoughts uh, looking at this one? Uh, yeah, so likely no Sveshnikov, likely definitely no, wait, I think it's definitely Milwaukee Sveshnikov, right? We're 100%. Definitely no Sveshnikov. I would say like Aho's 95% a no Aho. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like the most exciting game on the slate by any stretch, but I believe it's a six and a half, right? I mean, yeah. Um, that is actually kind of interesting. Minus 120 on the six and a half definitely feels like a game people aren't going to be targeting. We had uh, ABB up with you know, the Kucherov point line, I think that, and that stuck in practice. Uh, he looked, I mean, I was watching a lot of the Buffalo game and just, my God, does that guy look good? I mean, they, they just, listen, he, he, he heard me, he saw the tweets. I'm like, this is my boy. And he got there real quick. I could see that as like, there's some pun options here. There should be punts on both sides, especially if Ajo's out, you know, it should lead to there being some very good value. Um, yeah, I mean, yep, uh, we're looking at Teravainen. We're looking yeah, at Teravainen, Bunting, Ah, and Nechas. Yeah, wow. Yep. Wow. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I actually, like, I was going to just X this game off, and then I, like, looked. I'm like, wait, this, there's a lot of punts. These might be some of the best punts. Yeah, I, um, you know, starting, like, I, I'm probably going to hold on to my priors for another week or two weeks before I start dusting off, you know, my stuff to look at the sheets and whatnot, but it is undeniable that Tampa is just getting absolutely pasted at uh especially at five on five that they're just, they, they can't hold anyone down. Um, Toronto put up 4.8 expected goals against them. Obviously much of that was trailing, you know, uh, in the third period and whatnot, they just got absolutely turned on. Um, but you know, Carolina is a team of course that will uh, do that to any opponent, let alone, you know, a team that's struggling like Tampa is. So I don't mind uh, the first line. Um, I'm a little leery of the prices on the wings in particular. And so like, you know, Tara Vinan's not a guy who you can really trust as a one-off piece. Um, so I'm just a little bit like, you know, just maybe not. Um, but I guess for me, if I were to go anywhere, it would probably be Emmy, Jarvis, Nason, and just try and ride that. Uh, that line held, right, in practice. What was it? Sorry, say it again. I have I Kokanyemi, uh, Jarvis, and Mason. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Because those guys, like Jarvis, is pretty expensive at sixty three hundred. Kokanyemi though forty two hundred, and Mason at three k. He gets a power play role with no uh, Aho. You know, it's not locked in once Aho returns, but. Uh, Nason at 3K, I, I think that makes the line stack perfectly fine. And obviously Jarvis and Kokinami have upside, you know, they're, they're pretty decent price uh, considered plays. So uh, one other final minor note is we're not sure about Brett, but Brett Pesci. Um, they've been rolling 11 and 7 with all their D healthy. So Chatfield, you know, steps in. That doesn't really matter, but it might make guys like Tony D'Angelo a bit more 
uh, stomachable just because, you know, instead of playing 10 minutes and only power play time, D'Angelo should get a regular shift if Pesci misses. So I'm not considering D'Angelo if Pesci plays, but if not, D'Angelo is a fine option. Any other plays you want to mention before we move on? Uh, I mean, it, are you considering Burns as well, or is that just too pricey no. on the slate? Okay. Too, too, way too, too pricey. It feels too pricey on the slate, but like, it kind of feels like you could say the same thing about like, I don't know, like I, I was going to say Kucherov, but you really can't. I, I feel like this game is going to get really overlooked yeah. and like, I don't know. Burns might be a bit egregious, but like Kucherov, like I, I could really see myself circling back on that and just saying like, yeah, Burns lost like, his power to play one job. Like I just don't. Yeah. Like, and if he, it's him and D'Angelo, like I, I just, I don't care. Like it, we know that's not going to work. So, um, yeah, just this, this, stupid. This feels I, like, I just, uh, yeah, you're right. It's wrong. Okay, Burns is wrong. Kucherov could be right. We can move on. All right, uh, New Jersey at Montreal. Um, yeah, Jack Hughes uh, getting at the top power play billing, uh, obviously, but actual top power play um, is is kind of intriguing. Um, with him, we should see. Let me scroll. Um, I retweeted yeah, it. Uh, Defoli, okay, Hughes, Heshier, yeah. Brat, Luke Hughes. Yeah, um, so that's a nominal top unit. Um, you know, like we said, he sure was hurt over the weekend, but he uh, will return here. So uh, no, no real issues for, for Nico, I guess. And being on the top power play, you know, just makes the Brat to Foley Hughes combination, you know, all the more interesting. They are quite expensive, so I'm not overly excited by it, I suppose. Um, but, you know, it's certainly... Uh, within the, the range of outcomes, particularly because Montreal's on a back-to-back here. We should see Caulfield, Suzuki, and Hardy Pinard. Um, Hardy Pinard's up to 3,700. He's just not a player that I'm prioritizing whatsoever. So um, Caulfield one-offs are fine. Maybe Mike Matheson's. But in general, I'm mostly just spending up on the New Jersey studs or just staying away. Um, any interest in 3,400 Luke Hughes? Yeah. I guess the answer is yes, but it's what are his rates been like? I haven't honestly considered. I, I assume they were bad. Um, how bad are we talking though? Really, really bad. Where is he? He is looking at okay, four point two five iCourse per game. That's not. It's not as bad. It's bad. It's not. Yeah, I mean, work. we just we have every defenseman on the slate. I'm just not. Um, I, I guess yeah. I'm just not a Luke Hughes guy necessarily. Like people are like, oh, he's the next big superstar defenseman, and it's like it kind of feels like Owen Power, where like he's you know obviously right now he's on the top unit over Dougie Hamilton, so it's not quite the same thing. But Dougie's just a superior fantasy defenseman in my opinion, and mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be on the top power play for long, um, unless you know Jack Hughes is throwing a fit that his brother's not playing with him. Yeah. But you know, I, yeah, it, I guess it, I would just rather option. punt like with the guy who can get the, the blocks bonus than the guy who I don't feel good about hitting the shots bonus, if that makes sense. So, um, but yeah, of course, correlate, do whatever you want. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Honestly, it's yeah. I just, I mean, the guy has six shots on goal in four games. I mean, he's shooting a bit, but yeah. they're definitely not getting on net and he's not shooting anywhere nearly. Yeah. nearly and if, so it, it's a risk. You could definitely net a zero there. Yep. Um, okay. So, anything else i don't think yeah, so. i have um, nothing on montreal either just okay. probably not going to do that myself um yeah dallas pittsburgh yeah. is next um dallas is probably exactly what you'd expect you know top line hints robbers and bavelski um the rest are their players that i won't be playing but you know someone out there is going to play jamie ben i'm sure uh dallas one feels really cheap yeah, it does. It does actually feel. I, I actually didn't like realize that seventy seven hundred Jason Robertson was just sitting there. Um, huh. That that's a pretty nice pivot. I don't know if I respect Pittsburgh that much, like a little bit, but not a ton. Um, they they definitely are a team that if they gave up seven, no one would bat an eye. That's probably the right way to put it. Have they been bad? No, Honestly, for sure. I couldn't even, have they been bad? I feel like they've not been great. They've right. Been- what I mean, their game—they've—they've they've not really won much, but their games have been a lot of fun. I got to yeah, say, like, tricks, just a yeah. lot of pace. Um, Malkin is incredible. I mean, he is 
he has ascended even higher than I thought possible this season. You know, I was like, oh, well, you know, he's going to play a lot with Eric Carlson. He's going to look great because of it. Like, no, Eric, or, uh, Evgeny Malkin looks great because he looks freaking great. Um, so I'm excited about him. I, I do like this game a lot. Like, you can play, you know, Pavelski at 6,100. I don't know when the last time we've seen him that cheap, to be honest. Um, yeah. So, like, it's a lot of, I think there's a lot of interesting pieces here. And uh, there's a power play switch, too. Yep. Wait, for... Oh. For... For Pittsburgh, I was for trying to beat yeah. you into Oh, it. you're trying to cue me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Crosby, Gensel, Carlson, Malkin, and Rust, not Raquel. Uh, so Rust, Crosby, Gensel, full line, full power play with um, Carlson. Yeah, no, P- Pittsburgh, you know, 16 and 16, four and against, like probably a bit up there. And it, that kind of makes sense, though, when you think about what they did in the offseason. Like they they should be more fun. They have been fun. That That, that is a really interesting game. I hadn't given it a ton of thought. Um now that I'm looking at the raw numbers, did you do you know how many goals for and against Carolina has getting back to that game really quick? They've given up like fucking five per game, I think. Like, it's 30 crazy like that. Against in six games, 28 yeah. four. And Tampa, oh. if you're going if you're a raw numbers guy, 20 goals for in six games, 24 against. I mean, that's gotta be huh. the two high. I mean, Detroit has the most four, I think, at 30. Uh, they just aren't going to ever stop scoring. But wow, that is, I mean, raw numbers, you think like regression should be coming for both of them, but holy crap, like that's why it's six and a half. I mean, they, they just, both teams are absolutely smashing every single over, but will it regress and will people maybe fall for that? I don't know. But yeah, it's, that was interesting. Um, just while I'm looking at Pittsburgh, like I said, I think, yeah, this game is honestly, I, Dallas won that, that that might be honestly exactly what you need on the slate. Um, and you could even and, bring it uh, back with Pittsburgh. It's not that expensive. Absolutely. I uh, just hope that they're the team that shows up a lot on the, uh, the frozen frenzy uh, red zone channel. So uh, yeah, yeah right. I think that's a pretty good game stack option. Uh, San Jose at Florida. Um, I, I have relatively little interest here. I think the Sam Reinhardt like train is got to come to an end soon. He was 5,100 just last week and now he's 6,700. He's been incredible and it warms my heart to see just, I mean, he's absolutely smashing. Um, but Barkov, Reinhardt, and Evan Rodriguez. Rod- Rod- Rodriguez is up from 4,100 to 5,100. Um, so it's a great matchup, but a lot of the value has sort of been sucked away. Um, there's there's a bit of revenge for uh, Anthony Duclair and Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman spent some time in Florida, did he not? Why does that? That's a really. Yeah, he, I feel like he definitely did because he was in that infamous trade that sent him to San Jose and then they shuttled him to Florida. But I literally do not remember yeah. seeing Mike Hoffman on the ice for the Florida Panthers. Fascinating. Um, yeah, that's definitely the case. Anyway, I, I don't remember that either. Anyway, um, so Florida has a lot of interesting pieces. The second line with Luster Ryan in at 3,600, you know, could draw some ownership too. Uh, Kachuk 8,300 and Verhage 5,700. Uh, given they're about the same price-wise, I might prefer Florida 2 over Florida 1. Um, but frankly, I'm not sure that the juice will be worth the squeeze here necessarily. Like Ekman Larson's 4,800 now. He was 3,700 last week. Um, so it's just that thing where like, yeah, they've been really good. The, the main guys have been good for them, but they're now priced accordingly to their role. And I'm not really interested in chasing ownership and what should be a pretty high team total and high ownership type environment against San Jose, who is bad, but you know, I, I don't, I don't feel great about Florida. So anyone that you're willing to take a stand on here on Florida or on San Jose? Man, uh, not, not, not entirely. I mean, the San Jose team is really starting to push towards like, are they going to be historically bad or just incredibly bad? Um, maybe mm-hmm. they figured out a little bit, maybe they're just boring enough to keep some teams from, uh, pulverizing them. It hasn't gone well as of late, like even Nashville came in and pumped five on them. So not, not fun. Um, I think, yeah, I think, like you said, I think I'm going with like the Chuck for if I'm doing it at all, um, trying to find the power play. I didn't see it, but I assume it's, uh, Reinhard Barkov, Chuck OEL and. Who? Uh, sorry, it, it's it's uh, Barkov, Reinhardt, Kachuk, Rodriguez, OEL. 
Okay, so it's not even right. I was wondering if it was okay. Yeah, that it just feels a little bit messy. I I, I think I'm just gonna stay away. It it's not priced too insanely, but I really would want to play Matt the Chuck here, I think. And 8,300, I just mm-hmm. don't know if I'm going to get all, all the way home on him. Like, the reason I want to play him is because he's shooting enough and he's not scoring, and maybe people will shy away. Um, well, yeah, it's just like the regression should be coming for him for sure. Um, I guess maybe like Brady and Matt switched um, who was going to be scoring and shooting a ton and who's going to be not scoring and shooting a ton. So yeah. maybe, um, that, maybe they switch so- back. Kevin LeBanc is listed at center on this league. He's 3,200. He's played two games. It seems like they might go 11 and 7, uh, San Jose will. And he's playing on the second line with, with Eckland right now. So uh, it's, you know, he's drawn back in and actually sort of performed. Um, uh, I think I said six shot attempts per game in those two games. Maybe not. It, yes. In any yes, case. Yes, correct. Um, I'm looking at it. That's, that's why I'm. That's why I'm interested in it. He's just a cheap one-off piece that obviously will have no ownership. And of course, when he gets minutes, we love Kevin LeBanc. So that's the only guy I'm remotely considering. It was nice to see him play 17 minutes the other night in an 11-7 setup. And I think they could do that again. Um, so I'll be keeping an eye on that, but nothing that I'm going crazy for. So Colorado mm-hmm. and the Islanders. Um, new lines, McKinnon centering Nichushkin and Lekkinen. Uh, and then that bumps Rantanen down to the Ryan Johansson line. Um, you know, the Islanders at home is really never a quote unquote good matchup for anyone. Um, but you got to expect that with no, even with no McDavid on the slate, this probably is one of the lower ownership uh, McKinnon spots. Um, maybe not just because Matthews plays earlier. Um, it's not on the main slate, but I would have to imagine if people are spending up, it's going to be for Jack Hughes um, more often than not. Um, or, you know, for the elite uh, wings like Pasternak um, and Kachuk, you know, just given their matchups. So I'm relatively interested in this new fangled top line. I love Arturi Lekkinen. I think he remains underpriced. He feels to me like the next Sam Reinhart, where you look and like, oh my God, wait, he's 6,700. Um, 5,800, he's getting there, but he's been really, really good and no reason to expect that to stop now that he's with McKinnon. Um, are you going to be finding the salary to jam in some Colorado here on Tuesday night? I, probably, I mean, honestly, probably not. Um feels a little bit messier now. I, I do like that, that like an intake. I mean, I think you were probably the highest on him going into the season of anyone. I felt like it was going to, you know, I, I was ringing the bell too, but you were just ringing it even louder. And that, that's really come through. He's been awesome. Um, gets the bump up. Uh, I don't think we saw power plays in practice. So I guess we're just going to go off the assumption that they're going to be the same. Just kind of feels messy now without Randon and McKinnon together. And I, I don't know if I'm targeting the Islanders or not yet. I kind of went into this year thinking I would be a little bit more. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I really don't think that's where I'm going to be spending all my cap on the slate. Yeah. Um, so the reason I'm somewhat interested in Colorado is that no adopt since 5,300. Um, it's it's a lot. It's really inside baseball type stuff. But when Scott Mayfield doesn't play, no Dobson gets pk time i guess like that's you know they're they're dressing two guys and sebastian aho and uh bull duke who just don't kill penalties um so dobson steps in he's 5300 this game should have a ton of pace and dobson's been shooting a ton um and getting a ton of minutes obviously with this kind of picking up the mayfield defensive slack too um so if mayfield doesn't play and i'm jamming in dobson like i think i'm going to have some salary to you know play around with I don't know if I'm getting to McKinnon necessarily, but like a McCarr Dobson and a, like maybe a Rantanen or something seems kind of fun um, in my head. So I'll play around with the ideas. Um, but otherwise, I don't think I'm playing like Bo Horvat or Matt Barzell or even the Palmieri Nelson stuff. Um, Brock Nelson, three goals in four games. Brocktober continues yet again. Um, the dude just puts up ceilings all throughout October for the last like four years. I don't know why, just one of those things. Um, but in general, I'm relatively interested in this matchup, but mostly for the uh, Noah Dobson of it all. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. It didn't, honestly, I saw that injury too. It didn't like put two and two together. So uh, that's, that's sharp. Dobson's been great. Um, yeah, I think, like I said, I, I, I find myself like, equally wanting to play McKinnon Lekkinen and equally being like, but, but then, you know, Rantanen's going to be involved. It, just, it feels like a mess. So 
I'm not sure if I'm going to include it myself, but we can move over to Sprong Revenge Night. That is Daniel, not Dylan, um, as I am constantly saying. Is there anything else? He's, he's a new with? man. He comes back and uh, you know he's, he's getting the basics right. It's incredible. Um, it is pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah, so Burakovsky out for Seattle. Um, if only they had a good guy to play middle six at the wing position. Um, but unfortunately, they'll be, uh, looks like they'll be dressing uh, Kali Yamamoto there, which, you know, uh, I don't know. He's not Daniel Sprong. So I'm uh, pretty, pretty uh, uh, pessimistic <laughs> about their outlook. I think Burakovsky is like actually a very, very good player. We kind of saw um, last year Seattle performed without him uh, in the playoffs, but just, I don't know. It's a little concerning. Um, Fortunately, if you want to get in on Seattle, the prices haven't gone up because they've been terrible um, to start the year. I just don't think this is a very attractive target on this large of a slate. Um, Vince Dunn started the year on 5K, he's 4,400. I don't know. He definitely seems like the magic beans have have left his stick um, so far this year. But I don't know. You saw him and he was great. So I was going to say, I was like, he was unreal when I saw him. I gotta go back. <laughs> Let's see. He has, yeah, he has a combined like twenty-five DK points in the five games, and then DJ sees him, and there's thirty-one. So hey, um, you did it. You fixed Vince Dunn. Thank you for your service. That's all I do. Anyway, um, we don't know how Seattle's gonna actually deploy their lineup um, necessarily. Again, they've got um, they got pulverized by the Rangers. They went into a blender. Um, so I'm just, you know, wait and see, I guess if like Bjorkstrand's with McCann, sure. Like, you know, try it, but I just, I, I don't think there's anything uh, worth chasing here. So on the Detroit side though, speaking of chasing, uh, Larkin and Debrinket look absolutely incredible. I'm ready to just write off my preseason bets that they would be, you know, yep. unders as a complete loss. Like, I don't really care. Like it, it's done, it's done, it's dusted, but Larkin, Debrinket, they look awesome. And you get a decent stacking option in either Perron on the power play or Lucas Raymond at five on five, who are pretty cheap at 45 and 4,200 respectively. Um, I think these guys are great options. So are, are you putting on your running shoes and chasing these Detroit points or, uh, you know, are you sticking to your priors and saying, Hey, these guys suck. I feel like I'm not going to put on my running shoes, but I agree that I've also marked, I had a couple bets on that um, and on the unders there, just thinking that they were kind of egregious. Uh, they were not. Debrinket um, is just co- going to have 38 goals in like, or 37, whatever it was in like freaking a month. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I just, honestly, I, I still think the Seattle team is a bit better than the public maybe thinks. And I'm not sure if this is a spot that I, Again, I, on one hand, again, it's it's 16 games, 13 games slate out for the main slate. How chalky is it? Is there really all that much chalk? Maybe not, but I kind of would rather, I think, be a little bit more contrarian than what I think will be at least somewhat popular in Larkin and Debrinket because it really isn't overpriced. And like you said, you can get a really nice third option. I prefer Raymond myself, I think, um, just because I, I think if they're actually going to get there, it probably just they have to do some five-on-five stuff. Uh, the other cheap option would be Gosses Bear, who's just actually been the guy. Like, led them in ice time last game, 23 minutes, power play one. I know Cider was there, but, like, pretty, pretty did Cider have a zero? They scored, like, eight goals. I'm yeah. pretty sure Cider had a true zero. Um, and I'm six goals. Yep, a pretty true sure zero. That's yep. Right. yep, a true zero. Like, kind of just seems like Gosses Bear is the guy now. Um, you know, cheap, 5,100. I'm not saying he's free, but I think that's pretty fair for who he is. So I get it. I'm not going to play it. I'm, I've got, you know, we're making the case for it, but even though that is a good case, I still think like there's better options on the board here. And I think if Seattle has their druthers and they can keep the pace low and stick Yanni Gord and, and others on that Larkin line, they might be able to keep them at bay enough to where I'm not, you know, if they kill me, they kill me and they've already are going to kill me in, in some one respect. I'll let them kill me on Tuesday again if they will, but I, I'm going to bet on them not. 
Yeah, um, something uh, Detroit's been scratching. Well, they scratched Petrie in their last game, um, but the game before that, they ran 11 and 7. Um, even in that game, Sprong didn't get a ton of minutes. So I think at this point, the Sprong dream is dead unless he goes back to like 3K. Um, just not getting the minutes that we need for a third line without power play time or power play one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but worth noting, if Gosses Bear runs into the seven defensemen, he's probably going from you know maybe 18 19 minutes projection to like 14 like it's probably going to be a bit ugly unless they get a ton of power plays for gods to spare so he's a stacking only option for me yeah um boston chicago uh the fighting Connor bedards uh, lost taylor hall they will replace him on the top line with nick felino uh no i wish i was joking um, but also Tyler Johnson. And again, this is also not a joke. Um, yeah, no more Ryan Donato. Um, I I killed him, I guess. That's great. Um, I wrote about him in my weekend piece uh, called Fishing the Toy Pond. I get it, like koi, but T-O-I, time on ice, um, where I wrote up some of the largest uh, time on ice gainers and losers this year compared to last year. Ryan Donato was the top of that list. Uh, obviously, uh, no longer on the top line and top power play that's going to fall um but maybe not quite as far as you know 10 minutes in any case doesn't matter you're not playing him so Connor Bedard 7200 his line mates are very cheap um you know I just I don't think I'm playing him with these garbage line mates I get it I think Bedard's awesome but again that was more a bet on his line mates and stacking the full line and without Felino on the top unit and with Tyler Johnson being Tyler Johnson I'm just I'm not going there so um chicago i guess you can talk about it if you want but anything on boston stand out to you uh maybe uh pavel zaka uh by chance i've never heard of that guy T- tell me about him is he is he good at hockey is he getting well, he, 20, he plays on a 18... line of two yep. good hockey players so uh, how many points does pavel zaka have how many points five games how many points i mean i'm, I'm looking at him but uh, he has I... he has one point it's not, not great it, 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 like and i just keep thinking like it's got, like I could get a call. I, like if you put Pasternak has eight. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, say it. I, I cut you off. Uh, Pasternak has eight points, so like it's not yeah. like they're struggling. I I do. I truly cannot fathom how this guy is not more involved. Like he might just be a passenger. I, I, I don't care. Honestly, I just yeah. don't care. Um, but at you know at fifty seven hundred, I don't think I'm playing him. Um. If I'm playing Pasternak, I might change my mind, but 9,400 Pasternak, 7,400 Martian, we assume that stays together. Uh, is it, is it Poitras? Poitras? I can't remember how to say it now. Um, Poitras? I, I, I think it's Poitras, Poitras, right? I remember it being said like weirder than I thought it I was. So Yeah, I literally watched him score goals watching. yesterday, and I can't remember yeah. what the... Yeah. Because I feel like it just didn't expensive. add up exactly. Yes, too expensive with the brusque, too expensive. Like the whole Boston team is just too expensive, as I'm alluding to. The one play in this game that I'm considering, okay, it's a little bit gross. You're gonna you plug your nose Uh-oh. if you'd like. Oh no, Lucas Reichel. Are we are we ready oh, for Lucas Reichel? God, like I mean, this guy is just like been really really good and has zero points. Like, are you like, are you looking at the power plays? He wasn't on the top unit, was he? Oh my god, I thought he would. Wait, hold on, let me let me look. Let me look. I, let me look uh, I'm not. I I'm not staring at it. So, oh boy, I'm not staring at it either. Why did I think he was? That was going to be part of my argument here. Is this like? Uh, no, he is not second unit. Second unit. Who is their coach? Is it Richardson or something? I gotta go find it. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, Bedard, oh. Athanasiu, Tyler Johnson, Corey Perry, Seth Jones, power play two, Reichel, Radish, Donato, Felino, Korchinski. I mean, that is just so freaking stupid. You gotta be kidding me. Okay, yeah. well, I was. I mean, I'm just. The case is that like he's getting a lot of pucks to the net comparatively to how much he's shooting, and they're generally like has some decent danger i saw um something about how like, like his scoring chances and like they've been really good like he's actually producing like pretty dangerous coursey because he's just like in the right areas making things like he's obviously good at hockey and they are just i shackling this poor man to get freaking losers out i all right I, I it doesn't matter we can move on don't play it 3200 sounded good to me as like the guy that is maybe good at hockey mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. He, okay. He, whatever. He's 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 fine. Like thirty two hundred, yeah. you can pay for for anyone. But um, yeah. There's yeah. no like reason to, to think oh. a big breakout's coming given who he's playing with. So not uh, power play. St. Louis. St. Okay. Louis and Winnipeg. Um, I mean, I got it before, but we're not talking about this now because there's six games left, and uh, I want I want to get out of here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, St. Louis, Winnipeg, um, Winnipeg without Velarde, um, Mason Appleton played 15 minutes last game. Uh, they beat Edmonton, so like would expect that to to hold true. Um, though you know who knows um, with with those guys, uh, Rick Bonus uh, now with the team right now. His his wife had a seizure, so you know that's obviously an unfortunate situation. Um, but we're probably not getting, you know, great information in practice when, when that happens. So we'll see what the pre-line pre-game rushes look like. Um, but obviously I think you're only looking for Kyle Connor and Mike Shifley's line mate. If it's Nick Ehlers, go for it. He's 5k. But if it's not, there's really nobody that Nick Ehlers will play with that I feel good about. So like why play Nick Ehlers? I don't know. It just feels like this, this season is just avoid Nick Ehlers doing whatever mean by whatever means possible and you'll probably be better off like that's just my motto and so um i'm pretty much out other than the top line in winnipeg uh anything for you on the winnipeg side they did practice um connor shafley i have follow perfetti nemestikov and ehlers so that, that okay. that's your your stuff ehlers was on the top power play in practice but again he's playing with nemestikov and don't perfetti. do it just, don't you, do you it. don't have it's to worth it um, I have follow on that on that top line. Um, I think he missed a minute there. Did he play against Edmonton? I actually didn't watch that one. Yeah, he was he on did. same yeah. line. Yep, same line. Okay. Um okay. I follow was on the top power play. I think he remains. So that line stays full with Ehlers and Morrissey and kind of closing it out. Um didn't look at follow's price until the second. Um a little I still high. don't see it. 4200. 42. Hmm. I could find myself playing I'm, Connor and, and, and I follow. I, I could find it. I'm more interested in playing the St. Louis side of this game personally. Uh, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, uh, and Brandon Saad are five on five and power play correlated. Now that Saad um, flipped with uh, Casper uh, Kapanen on the power play, I mean, Saad's 3,600 top line, top yes. power play. Robert Thomas, you can obviously leave off a stack. He's not going to shoot, so you probably need three points from him to truly get there. But also, he's cheap enough, and that 12 won't hurt you either. So uh, what I really like about this, though, is 4,900 Tory Krug. He played 25 minutes last game. Uh, he's killing penalties. Again, shocking, but like he's really good. Um, he's on the power play one. He's killing penalties. So he has true five category up or he has true four category upside goals, assists, blocks, and shots. So I, I really like this, the St. Louis stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Cairo sub seven K seems offensive. So that's where I'm going here. No, I, I was honestly like, I like both sides of this game just fine. Um, like, I think you could easily talk me into either side and I don't know if, I don't know if I have to pair it together by any stretch. Like, there's a lot of games um, to think that like a game stack is going to work might be wrong. Potentially like two lines dominated at that level in one game comparatively to, well, I guess 13, honestly, but I, I, if you're making multiple lineups, I think this game could be one that you kind of could circle on both sides because there's definitely value in the top power play top six. And like, I think you said directly Krug was on that top power play. So that's, Power play was Saad, Kairu, Shen, Thomas, Krug. Yep. Perfect correlation. Bingo. And bingo. Yeah, I mean, it It doesn't get much cheaper and highly correlated. And again, not to besmirch the name of my Winnipeg Jets, but they're playing the Winnipeg Jets. It's not like, you know, wouldn't be crazy to think they score a few goals. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, let's move to uh, Edmonton and Minnesota. Um, the fight in McDavid's without Connor McDavid. Uh, kind of interested to see how this plays out. It's been a minute since McDavid missed time. Uh, is Drysaddle going to step up and shoulder the load? Is he going to wilt under the pressure of not playing with Connor McDavid? I think it's more the latter than the former. Um, but I don't really know how to capitalize on that because uh, hey, this Minnesota team kind of stinks. They're really they're really expensive. Um, you can't really trust anyone outside of Kaprizov, who even then is 
not really been the reliable guy we've come to know. Um, just one game above 15 through his first five here. So like, it's a little bit, um, you know, a little expensive for a guy who's really ceiling only and has very uh, inconsistent stacking mates uh, in my estimation without Boldy. So there's a lot of issues here for me. I'm mostly inclined to stay away from this one. Um, but do you have how Edmonton is adjusting? I know Evander Kane's on the top power play, but otherwise, do you have uh, that available? Oh my God, hold on. I, it's it's probably pretty buried. I know it was, hold on. You know what? Vander Kane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, there was no heritage. special teams, or sorry, there was no uh, five on five lines today. So, um, yeah, Same either. we huh. don't know. Then we don't know. So um, we, we're not going to know. Uh, my best guess is, is that this is actually good news for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. If yeah, that was a huge train. But yep, man, <laughs> uh, I would yeah about I, that at this price. I would assume if Nugent Hopkins is with, oh god, actually, it's like what do you do? Um, I think you fade this game. I think you you just kind of nailed it from the beginning as far as like what this game probably is. Uh, it yep. feels pretty fadeable. I could see people talking themselves into Edmonton. Um, I'm definitely not playing dry sale at 8,800 without McDavid. That seems inherently wrong. And Evander Kane is already kind of in the doghouse, but I kind of think that 5,100, I mean, you saw the quote or heard it, I guess that that's how quotes work. Um, you, you can narrative Evander Kane with that shooting, you know, if he's up with Nuja Hopkins or something, like if it's like Nuge and Kane and like, I don't know, insert your favorite other winger that like Fogel, maybe that could be fun. I could maybe mm-hmm. consider it there, but like other than that, no. And and you already mentioned Minnesota; they're too expensive. I, I'm not paying these prices. Um, they had they had a minimum salary is long gone. He 4,300 probably isn't like completely and totally the worst, but like he's parable only, and it's already too expensive. And I don't think Edmonton is actually yeah. as bad as they've been. So we can move over to Vancouver and Nashville if you're ready. Yeah. One. One other uh, kind of interesting, Matthias Eklund, 3,500, just a little too cheap for a guy who should get a power play role now. Just, uh, you know, he wasn't getting one before, but without McDavid, Kane slides up. I doubt they move a forward in there. So uh, Eklund, 3,500, should play, you know, 24-ish minutes on average, and 3,500 is probably too cheap. So if you like poofling and monkeys, Eklund's your guy. Uh, Vancouver, Nashville. Uh, What do we got here? Anything... Of interest, I know Elias Pettersson's going absolutely nuts. He has two points per game on the year, but his shot value has been kind of low, and I don't know what to make of that. Well, I mean, like I said, he's winning the heart. That was my heart pick, so (laughs) it's all adding up for me. He's just gonna he's gonna uh, PDO his way. Technically, does that work? Mm -hmm. Okay, player. Yeah, I guess the player. Okay, no, it doesn't matter. This this feels cheap enough to where I would definitely bite on Vancouver. I don't even know how would I do it. I feel like you have to play Patterson, right? I mean, you're right. The rates I, I would imagine oh, Quinn, so. Quinn but... Hughes, holy crap! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was waiting for you to sort by that. Whoa, eight point yeah, eight shots per game. I knew it was good, but my friend, relax. Yeah, oh uh, remember God. the the preseason quote where uh, Rick Tockett was like, he's shooting 20 miles an hour harder this year. Um, it might be true. I'll check out the uh, the edge, the NHL's uh, advanced stats to see if he's shooting much more because he just has a ridiculous shot now or something. Um, but hey, uh, if a guy's going to hit, this is the matchup for it uh, against Nashville. Uh, should should be a fun one. Um, so yeah, I would play Vancouver through Quinn Hughes and Pedersen. Um, that leaves yeah. you likely going to Kuzmenko. Which you know, forty five hundred. He's certainly got the upside for it, but no floor to speak of. Um, pretty easy stack, if if you ask me, but not really one that I'm highly interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, any interest in the Tommy Novaks of the world? Thirty nine hundred. Um, Sissima approved. He played him on Saturday's massive slate, and of course, got two shots and two goals. Um, but the Tommy Novak train rumbles on. Four goals in six games. Thirty nine hundred for a guy who's seemingly an option on the top power play. So uh, no Cody glass, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's minutes to go around here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's on the uh, Mar- Marchenko train. Um, I, I think hey, there's a still, right. I mean, he's, yep. he's yeah. Yeah. Four and zero uh, just no interest in getting those apples. Um, I could, yeah, I, I could easily talk myself into playing like 
like I said before, like playing a game stack almost feels wrong on this big of a slate, but maybe just playing like a very small, like three or four man and just playing like Quinn Hughes, Pedersen and Forsberg or something like 7,100 Philippe Forsberg. Like what does this guy got to do? I mean, have the points not been following? Cause I feel like this guy's been, yeah, he's been on an absolute freaking tear. Yeah. Only one goal. Holy crap. This guy's been shooting the lights out of the puck. I could really see myself doing something of that. You know, I could maybe try to squeeze Roman Yossi again. Kind of been bad. I get it. But should he be better? Probably. Like he's shooting and like hitting box bonuses and just not quite breaking slates. Like what if this is the time, you know, and this game is, you know, very, very concentrated between two, you know, two players and the, the, the obvious mates. Yossi, when you like that, that yeah. sounds really interesting to me. Um, just take the best plays, you know, some are saying that can work and uh, that might be me here. I, I could, I could really see myself Forsberg Yossi again, that feels like it might not quite get there, especially when you consider like how many top options are on this slate, like who's saying Forsberg Yossi when they just haven't been finishing. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly pr- well, I'm unlikely to be one of those guys, in all honesty, just if only because like Dallas one is the same price and I'm much more interested in, in investing in this like Pittsburgh team being fun. Um, but yeah. uh, maybe under Brunette, Nashville is really turning a corner in that regard. Um, who knows? We'll see. They're, they, they've played two strong games coming into this one. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, there's always time I, I think the you break. could do it like you could you could you just got to take out Roman Yossi at that point. And then I think. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Eh. Um, Maybe one more piece. So yeah, I'm not sure. I'll Rangers. It, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rangers at Calgary here. Uh, Calgary without Rasmus Anderson. They seem to be teetering on the edge of a disaster. Um, they got blown out by Detroit. Um, they got they lost to Columbus. Um, they somehow beat Buffalo because Buffalo's uh, bad. Um, and they even lost to Washington, who's uh, also not very good. Um, without. Anderson Hannafin took over the top power play. I would honestly think everything gets blundered yet again. So I'm keeping an eye on, you know, pregame skate or sorry, uh, morning skate. If I need uh, information, I don't think you're going to need information on these guys. Jonathan Huberto is now 5,600, like Winton 7K. You're just not playing Calgary. Um, anyone on the Rangers stand out to you? I, I, I honestly think like for most slates, I'm mainly just fading Rangers games. Um, yeah, not always Which, uh, like I and, and I and I could be could, could change, you know, but I think this game could be pretty supremely boring. Um, yeah, Panarin's <sighs> been their guy, oddly enough. Yeah, uh, eight shot attempts per game. Uh, that line with Heedle looks really good. So uh, the Panarin's Benajad power play stuff, I think uh, there, there's time for that to click still before uh, the prices get out of hand. Um, or, you know, play Heedle with it. That's fine, too. Um, I like to play right. at 4300 It's a little much for the role, but I get it correlation-wise with Panarin. It, it's a pretty good price on Artemi Panarin at $6,400. Um, yeah, so, they've just been yeah. cheap enough all year, for sure, to to, to figure yeah. out and put in. But, yeah, I, I just – I think that, like, the, like, the Rangers are what people think the Islanders are, and and, and then it's fine. Like, that's just what they're going to be. And a stupid point. yeah. Yeah, that made sense, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're just a little, a little clampy. They're not really getting into these uh, shootouts necessarily. So I see what yeah. you mean there. Um, okay. And, you know, Calgary's probably not going to score anyway because they're Calgary. <laughs> no, no. All right. No. Just, just start getting more games. Get, get over, get over that nine hundred save percentage any, any minute now. <laughs> there you go. Jimmy's going to be in shambles on Tuesday <laughs> night. So, um, okay, we could get final two. Wait, is it two right. more? Arizona. Yep. Arizona at okay. LA, 1030 puck drop here. Um, no Jason Zucker. Uh Logan Cooley at getting new line mates. Uh, Matias Michelli. I think that's relatively interesting, but really the, the star of the show from this weekend was uh Schmaltz Keller. Um Hayton, they I mean were everywhere, mostly because An- Anaheim, Arizona was a power play fest. Um, but just everyone in that game absolutely nuked as far as like shot attempts and everything. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, not the best matchup, but also a pretty decent one in my opinion, um, with this Kings team, I just struggle with the prices, you know, Hayton 5,500 Keller 7,600 Schmaltz 53. I think this is more of a Cooley night, uh, for, for me, 
um, which would mean Logan Cooley alongside uh, Lawson Kraus and um, Matias Michelli. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. We'll see where it winds up, but Michelli is a guy who I don't think you have to play, but just he's the sort of DFS plug and play where like wherever he is, his line mates are probably going to shoot a bunch because he's a very good player. Um, and obviously Kraus and Cooley are pretty inexpensive as well. Uh, but anything on the LA side, unless you have something to add on Arizona here. No, no, I think you mean there's, there's, I don't even think they have any other players that are like mentionable. <laughs> um, you mentioned all the players that exist in a vacuum in this slate for Arizona. Uh, on the other side, I think LA is actually well, too cheap. I don't know if they're going to be chalky at all, but the Bois has been good. I mean, 4,800 seems wrong. Fiala has been, uh, do I want to say Fiala has been good? That's a good question. Uh, no. Damn. Say it, say it, get to it. I, no, he's just not it. who I thought he was. Like, no, why no, did he no, score? Keep going, keep going, keep going through the line. Keep going. I'm, I'm ready. Oh, oh, right there. oh. Lafreniere. Well, close, but Alex Lafreniere. Oh my god, Lafreniere. This dude oh, is an absolute god. baller. I, yeah, I, yeah. I cannot get enough. Three K, three K. Six point six shots in per game. Do. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Bingo. Uh, so yeah, uh, I love that line. Um, the, Byfield has predictably cooled off. Uh, he had some good looks through two games, but he had 0-0 in two shots, um, not a lot of shot attempts. So uh, he's come back to earth. So if I were to stack LA, I think it'd be the second line just because yep. Fiala's great, Dubois, great value, and Laferrier, just, oh my God, the dude yeah. is... Um, he- the dude is everything I wanted Coronado to be, honestly, which is crazy because Coronado's been good. It's just that the team he's on is so bad and such a cluster that, like, I'm not excited by him anymore because uh, he got priced up and also his team sucks. So, like, Leferrier is kind of that guy for me now where it's just, like, the rates are tremendous. The prospect profile is great. Um, and just people are going to latch on to Arthur Kaliev, which is great. You know, that, too, should hit, but... Man, uh, getting the stacking options with Leferrier and reduced ownership, I'm all for it. So, yeah, yeah, no power play role at all. This the clear downside. I don't know why LA has decided yeah. that. Um, seems odd because Trevor Moore had a billion goals that one game, right? Right. Um, anything on Spence? I mean, he played last game, power play two, only 16 minutes just no. before we get out the door, minimum salary defenseman. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I, I'm i going to try and be more cognizant of these guys who really don't have a path to playing 20 minutes in PK time just when I'm punting because odds are you're not getting the shots bonus from anyone on defense. And it's much more tangible to me to get that blocks bonus than it is to pick up like the cheap power play assist. Um, now, Spence got it last game, but I don't think that's something you can reasonably project for him. So I'm very worried sure. that he runs into some games where he plays, you know, 15, you know, 13, 12 minutes and just not not really for me i'd rather look at drew dowdy honestly 4600 like the dude you know we yep. know he can have a three-point night um and Absolutely. Yeah, it, to, to get there i yeah i i honestly yeah this la side is really really interesting fiala has not been a raids monster it's been laferriere but that could a they could both get there that that, that whole line could get like, in theory like that line could just dominate because they're gonna be playing arizona and i will be very Surprised if Kopitar doesn't try to match up against, uh, you know, color. So, um, yeah, yeah. Not that that there matters you, a ton, but there, there's your, they're walking into it. Final game, Matt. I'm sure well, dinner I'm, the bell on. is ringing. We know Deneau is going to eat the Oh, yeah, that, but yeah, that too. Anyway. Deneau too. Yeah, you're right. I, I just think yeah. that they're like the nominal then third option to play anyone of value yeah. on Arizona as much as possible. Um, and they get last line change at home. So, again, like yeah, I, I, I think they'll see a soft matchup. So uh, Philly at Vegas, 11 o'clock start for this one. Um, I will be uh, camping out here just, uh, you know, absolutely uh, counting down to minutes until I get the jam in Jack Eichel. 7,500. What does this guy have to do to get some damn respect around here? I don't know. Dude's been on another planet this year. Um, he's, kill- you know, he's playing all the situations. He's killing penalties. He's their number one guy. Um, it's exactly what they traded for. Um, and he's not priced like it in DFS. I'm not really sure what more uh, we can do. Um, kind of interesting. March still has been a little bit of a disappointment. He's just not shooting much. He's not been super involved. So he's got some good games coming in, but 14 and a half even for 6,800 just doesn't really cut it. Um, so I kind of prefer playing Eichel with Theodore. 
Um, assuming that Petrangelo's out, I just think there's more paths to Theodore hitting 20 um, in a given night and a bit of a reduced price. And there's more wing slots to play, you know, really good wings on the slate, whereas defense I'm a little bit less enthused by. Um, so that's how I would be doing it. Is there anything else on Vegas you want to cover? Um, I'm just ignoring Philly because my rule yeah. for this year is to never play anyone against Vegas. Uh, that's literally, I'm going to try and stick to it. I feel that strongly that Vegas is just a different animal uh, in the league. Yeah, I, I have no interest on, on top of that. Like at some point, Connecting is not going to be shooting 30%. And, and and you're talking to a guy that absolutely packed his bags full of Travis Connecting, but 30% <laughs> is a little bit yep. egregious. Um, Vegas really doesn't have anyone else that you're kind of alluding to that that really tickles my fancy other than Eichel, Theodore, and albeit Marcheseau has been, um, you, you know, not the best, but really, you know, just not getting the assist luck that maybe he could have, you know, easily walked into a couple secondary assists. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's fine. But yeah, th- th- there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of Philly in, in my heart uh, on this slate. There's so many games you just don't have to do it. No one's going to make you. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of guys in Vegas who are like punts, twenty six, twenty seven hundred. So um, that's it's kind of interesting. Um, probably would side with. <sighs> Brett Howden, if it came down to it, you know, agnostic of stacking. Like if you're just looking for a one-off piece that to fill in your util, I think Vegas is an okay place to go. Um, maybe Nick Waugh too. Like just a lot of guys who could contribute and decent rates and whatnot. Um, again, I'm projecting uh, Petrangelo to miss here uh, with Martinez back. It seems like Nick Haig has taken a step back in his role. So I'm not that interested there. Um, so for me, this is really Eichel, Theodore, maybe March or so. Otherwise, I'm I'm largely out. So anything else you want to cover before we get to top stacks and guarantee goals? No, not really. Just, uh, again, join us uh, as in uh, not you, but me and Jay. Um, if you're in Buffalo at the Frozen Frenzy, as you mentioned, watch party, we're watching Frozen Frenzy. So if you wanted to check that out and you wanted to also have very cheap beer and food, I'm guessing they have never been to this bar, but you got to assume the... 33 speakeasy. Did I call it the thirsty three? I think I called it this. Did I not? I can't read. The 33 speakeasy. I think you said the bro. thirsty three, but honestly, wow. that made sense to me. So I was like, okay. It did. I, I swear to God, like my brain doesn't work. I, there's just something wrong with it. Um, And now that I'm reading replaced, it, again, it is the 33. You replaced the Daniel Sprong with, uh, with, with that. So congrats. I, honestly, I think I was like so ready to like, read the beer special that I was thinking about drinking and my brain just like filled in the word. That's impressive. The 33 okay. it's on the logo, a big old 33. Yeah. Okay. You can take DJ out of Buffalo, but you can't take the DJ out of DJ. I think is what we learned. You here. just can't. Anyway, top stacks. Let's get out of here. Sure. Um, I will, I will just go with LA too, right off the bat here. Um, that, that is really, yeah. really nice. Dubois, Fiala, Leferriere. And you could throw Dowdy in at 4,600. I honestly like didn't even see he was that cheap because I was so focused on the fact that Jordan Spence was getting some run that I was like, ooh, minimums out. But yeah, 4,600, wowie. Yeah. Uh, I will uh, take first off the board St. Louis one, uh, Kyrou, Thomas, and Brandon Saad. Um, power play correlated, very cheap for the matchup IMO. And you're getting a nice D-man to play with them and Tori Krug to potentially replace Robert Thomas, if you wish. Um I probably wouldn't leave off Sod just because of the power play and five on five role. Like I get it. Brandon Sod's not, not flashy, but um, probably does enough if Kairou gets there to pay off his meager price tag here. So give me St. Louis one as my top stack. Uh, what else you got? Um, I'll go, I'll go Vancouver. I'll, I'll, I'll grab that. Um, Pedersen, sure. Kuzmenko, and uh Quinn Hughes and you could just as easily if you were needed to save a little bit do the JT Miller Besser and Quinn Hughes it actually is probably about the same actually okay. I think it's exactly the same almost like it might be like a hundred difference or yeah. so um Besser's yeah. yeah I don't know 15 uh, yeah my, I didn't realize he's 5, Besser, but yeah yeah that, that's he's, the he's problem a, it's like pricey. I didn't realize that can we but... really project him for, for that role uh anyway uh, let's okay. do Dallas one as my second one. Yep. Um, hints Pavelski, Robertson, of course. I mean, there's really no 
way to not stack those through your Fidelis stack, but feel free to be stupid if you wish. Uh, I also don't mind bringing it back with a Pittsburgh piece, sort of betting on power plays here. We talked about the Brian Rust now on the top power play. Also, now that Malkin's without Raquel on the top power play, it makes one-offs of Malkin a bit more interesting, in my opinion, just because it's far less guaranteed that Raquel, quote-unquote, gets there if Malkin gets his to pay off his price tag. And Malkin, I think, is the guy who's uh, stirring the drink for this team. He's looked every bit the part. So I really like that game environment. So I'll take Dallas as my higher-end uh, stacks. Can I ask you, you got one a more question? For me? Can I ask you one question sure. while we're on stacks? It, it's on the stacks. Is there any consideration on slates of this size to get away from all three men? Um, maybe Dallas yeah, is a bad sure. example. Like, like, like yeah, doing exactly. like a 2-2-2. Two, two, two. But yeah, it's very stack dependent. I'm almost certainly going to have an anchor stack where it's three or four guys in every lineup I build. Uh, But like if Eichel Theodore fits, like I would be fine to just play those two alongside another three or uh, four man stack and just play two minis with it. Um, That's certainly an option on these larger slates. Okay. Yeah. I mean, definitely if if you have any questions, get in the discord, Matt will answer. I'll try to be more present I, I was there today for for some time but yeah um if you're thinking like you throw in the third with this i mean rule of thumb probably are they power play correlated are they super cheap what do the rates look like you know kind of some different things to look at before you make that decision okay guaranteeing goals that's where we guarantee goals um everyone's favorite pastime and i am going to Hit a couple. If you want, do you have any really quick? I'm, I'm gonna. I want to actually. I want to write these down because we'll definitely bet them tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I will go with Arturi Luckin in 5800. Now with okay, uh, Nathan McKinnon on the top line, top power play, great play. Lekkonen. Okay, I'm pulling up this right here. Hmm. Ooh. Who do I want to take? A lot of guys on this slate like every player that's healthy pretty crazy how that would work out i um, will take brian rust while you're thinking because ooh. i want to get out of here um okay brian rust 5200 fits perfectly um so you know we just talked about him top power play uh, with sid you know a good play all right i'll go forsberg for sure that that was one that i was already kind of like had set aside um i i really like that i think he's probably been one of the more unlucky players in the nhl at 7,100, leaves me 39, okay, nice and cheap and easy. Just take a nice and cheap player, you know, one that's good at hockey and going to score. Oh, my God. No, okay, sorry. The first player that popped up was Tommy Novak. Can't be doing that. I will, after reviewing everything, taking a lot of time and energy and effort, you know what? I'm going to take I follow. I don't think it fits. I don't know how much he is, honestly, but he's like 100 too much. <laughs> And I just don't 4, care. 4,200. That's sure. fine. No, one, no, no one's going to know. Let's get out of here. Um, thank you all for tuning in to this 13-game slate. Again, make sure you're checking out uh, ESPN and all their Frozen Frenzy coverage because I'm genuinely interested to see how it goes. Uh, make sure you're following DJ and staying tuned to what Puck Luck's up to. If you're in Buffalo, you know, check out the uh, uh, whatever, the Not Thirsty Tap Room or wherever he is. Um, 33. Like a lot of fun. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and make sure you sub to my newsletter. I posted something from this weekend. Uh, DM us if you want to get in on the Discord. Just you know, there's tons of stuff you can do. Make sure you're getting involved if this is the uh, if this is the community for you. Uh, so DJ, anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, no, no, definitely gonna have a lot of bets going on okay. tomorrow. And pickums are still working. All right. So I'm gonna keep doing them until they go away. Matt, you go eat dinner. All right. Congratulations. All right. So from Doug, from DJ, from myself. Have a good sleep, everybody, and we will see you.